0: God gave us a choice to serve him, a choice to love him. So choose who you will serve. And now for Choose for You Are Chosen of God. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. Amen. The open verse comes from 2 Chronicles chapter 7. 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. And it reads, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The title of this message is called Choose, for you are chosen of God. Choose, for you are chosen of God. In Joshua 24, Joshua admonished the people saying, Choose you this day whom you will serve. So choose. God gave us a choice to serve him, a choice to love him. So choose whom you will serve. First, I would like to show a distinguishment between the two words. The words is chosen and decision because they kinda of go hand in glove. The word chosen is defined has to select from a number of possibilities or pick by preference. The word decision is defined has the act or process of deciding, as of a question or a doubt, or making a judgment, or the act or need for making up one's mind. Therefore, before we choose to act on something, whether small or great, major or minor, each and every decision that we choose to make will continue to shape and mold us, have an impact on those who are around us, from our inner circle to our outer circle, including family members, friends, coworkers, and even these days, the social media followers. Which give us great value, especially if you are a believer, a true follower of Christ. Why? Because people are, are of this world, unbelievers, are watching our daily actions, our activities, or what we say or do, especially how we respond in difficult situations. I'd like to show light also to this word chosen. Chosen in this context is to be referred to as like, the elect of God. The elect of God is to be selected or chosen by God for divine mercy or favor, especially for salvation and eternal life. Furthermore, in Colossians chapter three, verses 12 through 14, and it reads, therefore, has God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has agreements against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all, all over these virtues that I just mentioned, it says, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now, in this complex world that we live in today, it's easy to become overwhelmed and bombarded with decision-making process of, of choosing, of choices. What is is wrong or right, good or bad, healthy or unhealthy, righteous or unrighteous. Each decision that we choose or have chosen to make will somehow affect our present day and future days ahead, impacting generations to come. With our past decisions and choices we have made in key areas of our lives, hopefully we are now in a mature position to look back, to glimpse over our lives and sit still for a moment in truth. Be honest with yourself with attitude of thankfulness, I'm sorry, attitude of thankfulness or regretfulness concerning our overall decisions. So we're now in a position where we can... Look back and see decisions that we made that shaped us, that molded us up until this point of our lives. The question that I have, are we thankful or regretful for our choices over our lives? Are we thankful or regretful for our marriage? Some may say, sure wish I had married Sally or wish I had married Billy. So are we happy with our spouses? Are we happy we chose the right person when it comes to our job and career? Are we thankful or are we grateful? Are you thankful each and every day for your job that you chose? Are you grateful that you didn't take the promotion that could have prepared you even farther? Are you thankful or are we grateful for your financial decisions that you made over your life over the years? Could have you done better? Is it too late? How are you feeling? Are you thankful? Or are you grateful for the decisions? Are we thankful or we grateful? for our health condition. Now since we're up in age, now we can look back and say, well, I really need those potato chips. I really need that candy bar. I should have went to the gym. Now I got high blood pressure. What can I do? How's our current health condition, the choices that we made that have shaped us until this point? Thankful or regretful with relationship between family and friends. Are you in good status with your family, or your friends? Or did you say something that counter Upset a person, and you regretful that you didn't go back and make things right, or you thankful that you held your tongue when you should have said something, but you said, "I put it in God's hands." Are we thankful or regretful? Are we thankful or regretful for educational status? I should have finished high school. I went to college, but I wasn't focused. Now I'm out. Wish I had. Of I regret. We thankful that we pressed on choices that we chose to make that have shaped us to this very present. Now, some of us may be at a crossroads, and we need to ask ourselves these questions. Why did I choose? Or why didn't I choose? Or why am I choosing to make these decisions now? This is about choices. So choose. You're chosen of God God giving you the choice to choose. Now, in those decision-making, were you governed by strong emotions of fear, peer pressure, misguided advice, or impatience. Those type of emotions place a factor in our decision-making process of choosing. This is why we as chosen children of God, we must take a look at our free will choices. Although God gave us free will, he did not give us absolute free will because he knows we are prone to go astray. We look back in Genesis you can find truth when the people was on one accord. It was built in a city in a tower. God had to confuse their the language, their tongue. The situation was called Babel. So that was an example that God will, will supersede our will any day of the week. Now, if the free will is a gift from God, we need to return it to him and allow the Holy Spirit to guide our free will choices before making any Critical or found decisions. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He dwells in us to guide our thoughts in making wise decisions. That if we choose to acknowledge Him, that's why the Word of God says in Proverbs chapter three, know the verse, verse six, chapter three. It says, "In all thy ways acknowledge Him; He shall direct thy path." So we have the obligation. We have to acknowledge God, and I was. Decision our choices that we make because we've chosen of God and we have to acknowledge Him first. Now, the most important free will decision that we will ever, ever make in this lifetime has to do with our eternal destination in choosing to surrender our life to God Almighty. Because God has chosen us unto His salvation. One of his desires is for us to freely choose to love him, to freely choose to obey him, to freely choose to serve him. And when we get to that point of choosing to serve God, we have things to look forward to. In choosing, we have this great mercy. And a few of the things that we have to look forward to is to serve under the Lordship of Jesus Christ and to be seated with him in heavenly places. To be set free from the power of darkness and deception. We look forward to having the divine privilege to walk and talk with our creator of the universe as Enoch. We have to look forward to the one who's faithful to never leave us nor forsake us. The one who has a plan for our life, who gives us purpose and hope through his everlasting mercy and grace. Now, God has chosen us. No, we need to choose him. Who is this God we need to choose? I'm going to give you a few of his names to put things in context. Elohim is my creator. Jehovah, my Lord God. El Shaddai, my supplier. Adonai, my master. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Rohi, my healer. Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Jehovah Mekadish, my Sanctifier. Jehovah Tiskanu, my righteousness. Jehovah Shalom, my peace. Yahweh, the Lord. Abba, his father. El Elyon, God most high. That's who God is. Now, that was just a few names or traits that describe God's character, his characteristics, of his holy nature. Let's look at us. The question now is, who are you? And how are you seen in the merciful eyes of God? How are you seen? Who are you? First, You are a child of God. You are loved. You are not a slave anymore to sin. You are blessed. You are alive in Christ. You are precious. God knows you. You are an ambassador of Christ. You are God's special possession. You are created in God's image. You are the friend of Jesus Christ. You are a new creation. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are redeemed. You are a saint. Now that we've had a refreshing course of who God is and who we are to God, what we mean to God, let us choose to trust and obey. Let's praise and worship. Let's choose the path of righteousness over darkness. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 21, it reads, You cannot, once again, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Also, share the good news of Jesus Christ and establish a relationship with God. Those are things that we can look forward to doing on a regular basis. Now, throughout the Bible and all throughout history, God has always called and chosen men and women and nations for divine purposes. From Abraham to Moses to Noah. Samson, the Apostle Paul, the list go on and on and on. And some of the reason is that God wants to show his glory. He wants to demonstrate his power and to show manifestation of his promises. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 14 reads, For many are called and few are chosen. We are chosen of God. For instance, we know the story about Moses. Okay, when it came down to Moses and Israelite, his chosen people, choosing to leave Egypt, most of their choices was influenced by the mighty hand of God. We know that that God chose Moses to go deliver his people out of Egypt, his chosen people of God. Moses was reluctant. He didn't want to go down, but God influenced him. He chose to obey, to go down, to choose to deliver God's chosen people. God chose Moses to return to Egypt to deliver his chosen people out of the land that he chose for them until the time of promise. So God is a perfect choice maker. He's perfect in all his ways. He chooses. He calls. He has a plan that we cannot see most time. Now, the Israelites seems to be somewhat content in the land because they was there over 400 years. But God had to stir up the pot, give them to move, to choose. And so the question is, why did they choose to follow Moses? Because God set him in a bondage situation. They saw the miracles of God. So they chose to leave the land of Egypt. No one, no one stayed. No one bickered, But they saw and they chose to move. And God had a lot to do with that choice making. Like us. Same thing. God has to make us choose certain things that we don't want to do. That's it stir things up in our life and our world to get us to move in the direction that he wants to move in and choose to follow and obey. I'm going back. This was like they saw miracles. Before they left, they had a the pit of cloud by day and by night over them. So they saw the tangible move of God on a constant basis. So why did they choose to murmur? So why do we choose to murmur? And one of the reasons, some of the reasons are, they became weary. We become with on this journey with God. Uncertainty, some situation we don't know about. It's unstable, we don't know. So they were uncertain about some things in their life. They wasn't used to being out in the wilderness. The conditions, the elements, they wasn't used to that. They began to doubt. They began to fear. Forgetting the recent miracles of God. That's why they began to murmur, as we do sometimes. We forget about what God did few weeks ago that he intervened and he did this, he did that. You saw this. You saw that, how he moved and sometimes we get in a place that we get frustrated because he's not moving right now in this season and in this moment. Next question so we can relate to. Why do they choose to follow after false gods and idols? Well, simple. Past practice. And one of the main reasons that I believe is no true relationship with God. No True relationship with God has to do with them going after false gods and leaving the presence of the Lord. Next question, why were they choosing to return to Egypt? Similar familiarity. They're familiar with Egypt, the land, the food, the commonness, the complacency. And also their eyes were not on the prize of the promise. God made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and it began to take longer. They became disobedient in their spirit. It caused them to stay longer. It caused many to die in the wilderness. Most of them, when they faced conflict, they wanted to go to Egypt. They wanted to go back. Take us back. But they didn't say that. They chose to leave because they followed God and they saw the miracles. Although they could see the cloud by day and fire by night, yet they still wanted to, to return to to a place abundance. We can all relate to those to Israelite in our lives, I'm pretty sure. When you get into the storms of life, things can happen. The thought process can go back. And I can relate to those situations that they was in, but just in a personal life, of challenge and growth, our faith, this is how God operates, to draw us closer to him. To keep us on his wings. Now, in conclusion, I would like to we turn to the open verse, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. But now I want to put the choices in the verses. And what I mean by this, I'm just going to make some adjustment to show clarity of choosing the choice-making that we have when it comes to serving God, serving others, and choosing to do the right thing, the wrong things. Yes. If my people, which are called by my name, If my people, if my chosen people, if my chosen people, chosen people, which I call by my name, shall humble themselves, shall choose to humble themselves. It's a choice. God said, if, shall, shall choose. And that's verse. And pray. Choose to pray. Are we praying? Are we seeking? Are we humbling ourselves before the hand of God on a daily basis? And choose to seek my face. Are we choosing to seek God's face? We know the scripture Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added. Are we choosing to seek God's face? And turn from their wicked ways. Choose to turn from their wicked ways. Are we choosing God, man, sin? Are we turning from our wicked ways when we tempted? When we in can be turned, we only turn by the help of the Holy Spirit. Then God said, Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Amen. So remember, according to first Peter, that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. Once again, that we are what? A chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. So choose where you're chosen by God. Choose with God. Choose to serve God. Choose to know God. Choose the right thing in every situation with the help of God. Amen? Amen. Everybody received tonight? Amen. I hope y'all got something out of the message. Thank y'all for coming out tonight. I thank God for allowing me to be up here to deliver the message I just thank you, and I just want to just pray before we close out. If you would, bow your heads. Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Yes. We choose to serve you. We choose to come before you when we are caught in sin, to repent of our sins. We choose to, to acknowledge that we cannot do anything without you. Yes. We need you to come to our health Come to our jobs, with our family, with our friends. Yes. We need your guidance in every way. Thank you for our families, for our spouses, for our children. Yes. Thank you for your protection you give us each and every day. Travel and grace. Yes. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the people of the ark, yes. for those who tonight, those who serve faithfully to God, for the blessing upon your lives. I pray that we will go under your mercy the angels surrounding us as we go home, for this message will be forever attached to the hearts of the people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So thank you for joining me today Brothers of the Word, because brother and sister, you need the Word. You are listening to Brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, Choose, For You Are Chosen, of God, by Ringo Johnson. This message is number 6612 at 6612 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6612 to a friend. Go to Brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothers of the word.com often because, brother, you need a word. A the word.